Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talking Jacks. My name is Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Gosworn, a.k.a. Goose. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm not terribly bad. Soccer is a case of emotions. Yeah, yeah so. soccer is a really cruel sport, especially over the last mm. couple of months, maybe a month or so, yeah. between... Um, between Arsenal's terrible end to the Premier League season <laughs> and Independence's terrible start to the season, it's not yeah. been a very fun time to be a soccer fan for either of us. Uh. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> took the words right out for me. I was about to say the uh, the lines between being an Arsenal fan and an uh, Independence fan are kind of starting to blur. So it's <laughs> it's uh, a double dose of. Uh, sadness they do they do remind me of one another sometimes but i think it's mainly just because i'm i'm forced to endure the misery of arsenal's terribleness sometimes um but i feel like they do struggle in similar areas of the field um yeah it's interesting to when you i don't know if i'm drawing parallels because i want to or just (laughs) if it's a uh, yeah case of uh a coping mechanism i don't know maybe it's that but uh yeah as some people may not know but probably do um we did not beat loud and united so spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert if you haven't watched the game we lost uh one to three um i Mm. feel like this was something i tweeted and tell me if you think this is fair or not but i feel Mm. like the score line wasn't a very accurate depiction of the game um, no. because I don't think Loudon played well either. I think both teams played really, really poor. Um, mm. and I feel like they, there was some, there was some luck and fortune for them. Um, but then there was some just silly mistakes by us as well. And, and to be frank, silly mistakes by them. Um, their, yeah. our, our first goal was just a, a bad, a really bad pass into nowhere that Enzo was able to pick off and um, pass it right across to Dom. Um, But it wasn't like, I don't really think our high press caused that. I think it was just a poor pass. Um, Mm. And I think the field conditions had some, some some, like a part to play in why both teams were so poor Um, Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just that the, it wasn't like the whole field was a disaster it was like the inconsistency of it where like mm-hmm. they, neither team you could tell they were, they just didn't know what to expect because yeah. certain areas of the field were decent. And then certain areas of the field were horrible. So especially down that left side or the mm-hmm. near side to the camera where the benches were, um, yeah. there were massive puddles, but then just beyond that, um, there was really firm areas. So the ball you could, it, you know, if the ball was played, three yards further it would take a huge bounce whereas mm-hmm. if it was played three yards back it would just stop so i feel like both yeah. teams really struggled with their touch and with passing um and really the independence controlled possession but couldn't mm-hmm. do a whole lot with it um that there was a flurry at the end when we were when we were kind of um i don't want to say out of it because but at, at essentially we were out of it over the last 10 minutes or so. Um, but we really kind of put together 
um, quite a few shots at the end. Um, mm. But so one thing, I think we're going to try to keep this brief just because there was, we have a lot of questions to cover tonight. Um, yep. So one thing I wanted to get your perspective on was this was the first time we've seen the independents go with a new formation. They've been mm. essentially coming out in some form of a four four two um all season until today or until the other night and we were they they were the graphic here has them in like a three four one two. Um I I'm not really concerned about what the front three were doing. But what did yeah. you think about that back three especially and how they lined up um, and, and how that played out. I think it honestly provided a lot of stability in our back line. I think it's, it's hard to say given the pitch conditions, but I feel like it provided Gutman and Joel some flexibility to get forward and there wasn't as much of a – I feel like they were more comfortable in this match. Um, I think, I mean, I think the three center backs did an, an okay job. I, I want to, it's tough to really grade the performance because I mean, I want to say this was probably one of the few times this year that we didn't provide a number of decent opportunities and we limited people or limited our opponent, honestly. Um, but we let three goals in. So it's, I really liked it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think we still struggled in the midfield, the center midfield, I would say. Um, Taku and Maria just don't don't seem to work very well together, unfortunately. Um, I don't think. I, I think. I agree with that. I don't think they work well together either. Yeah, I think Gutman and Joel did do really well, and I, I really liked Dom as well. I, I, I was, or we both were curious if we were going to see the that uh, three-man back line, considering the personnel that we do have and the, I guess, embarrassment of riches at center back within our roster, mm-hmm. um, which really feels weird to say, considering the outcome of this game. But uh, kind of like you said, though, I just... If you listen to the stream, I think uh, Devin Kerr and uh, Tyler Terrence did a good job of describing the match that really Loudon just were more willing to take the shots that they had, whether they were outside the box or not. Um, and we just, we didn't really, we just lacked creativity in the final third. Um, I think Loudon provided us opportunities on the wide pit part of the pitch. Um, but we weren't able to get it to any of our attacking players. Um, Cause that's what they were giving us. Yeah, I to go back to the defense, I, I completely agree with you. I think if you just go back and look at the the number of shots we gave up, um, I, I hesitate to say only nine, but that's much better than what we're – I don't have the number in front of us. Uh, mm-hmm. But we only gave up nine shots. That feels like it's a lot lower than it has been, especially lately. Um, but if you just look at the quality of their shots – they have the one shot that they scored from from you know thirty five yards, um, yeah, and and then a lot of their other shots were, either, you know, they had outside the box, they had four outside the box, um, five inside the box. One of them was a rebound, um, you know the, you know we'll, we'll we can touch on the goals here in a minute, but 
I, I felt like the three at the back did what it was supposed to do. It limited mm-hmm. them to low percentage chances other than the the rebound. That was a high percentage. And um, the other ones were unfortunate. Um, you know, there was a little bit of bad luck involved in the first goal. Uh, it's just I, my biggest frustration was – I don't know if it just the mentality like we controlled the game. Um, Yeah. We outshot them in the first half until they scored their goal. Um, You know, we weren't playing great. I'm not going to sit here and say we were playing our best soccer or anything like that, but we were in control for the most part. Um, And there was a little bit of a scramble in front of the goal where Curtis um, dove out and, and didn't get much on the ball. Um, and it, it, it kind of led to a scrambled clearance right before their goal. Um, and unfortunately, there was another one of those later, which led to a goal. Uh, I guess they both, te- te- you know, this one didn't really lead to a goal because what led to their, their first goal was, uh, just an unfortunate situation where the referee got in the way of a of a pass that probably would have yeah. sprung sprung us on our counterattack. Um, and that kind of thing happens. It's just it's very rare that it turns into a goal um, directly. You know, two seconds later, um, but that was what happened this time, and it it, it sucks. Um, but for us to respond to that happening the way that we did was really disappointing. Um, because we, we controlled the game and we had, we had the halftime break to bounce back from that and to make adjustments yeah. tactically, uh, to come out more aggressive, you know, you name it. And we conceded immediately off the kickoff of the second half. Um, another just inexcusable error, um, to have the ball just go under your foot like that as a defender and and he kind of by doing that he even prevented Curtis Anderson from having a chance to make a play on the ball um yeah so if you're going to to be in that position and make that play you can't you can't whiff um and that unfortunately that's what happened and then that that little deflection caused it to go go past the goalkeeper but we just didn't respond to it um, and we've seen that yeah. all season. It really, uh, if you take away the two, um, the two crazy comebacks against Atlanta and Indy Eleven, we haven't responded well when we've gotten down. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, it's. I think the frustration has just built up. I mean, you can see it on the field. There's not. Um, I don't know. There's a lack of joy. I feel like with the, the a lot of the players, it's um, kind of frustrating. I mean, it, it's kind of in the fan base too. There's just a lack of, you know, the independents are usually a fun team regardless. Um, yeah, and we but, saw that early on. <clears throat> yeah, too, even even where... when the results were not great, um, there with the comebacks and and some of that, there was there was still a lot of, um, you know, they were exciting. They were attacking. But lately, it's just been too conservative. Um, I feel like they're just playing too tight. Uh, but at the same time, with a lack of urgency. 
which mm-hmm. is just a weird combination, I think. Um, it's very Arsenal in some <laughs> ways, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. Like, I think... I think the, the, the thing I was kind of curious on and I was just looking at here is, believe it or not, we are, and this isn't the entire USL, mind you, including the Western Conference. This is according to uh, FOTMOB stabs, or stats, not stabs, that doesn't make any sense. We're seventh in the league in big chances created with 20. We're tied with a few teams in that. Did you say seventh uh, or second? Seventh. Seventh. Okay, so near the top. Yeah. Yeah. And, but do you want to know where we are as far as goals scored for a game? We're bottom oh, 10. Yeah, so we're just we're not being efficient. Yeah, um, yeah. that's it's, that's uh, one of those stats I feel like that can turn around. Um, mm-hmm. Because yeah. all it takes is, especially early in the season, all it takes is convert two or three more of those, and your you know your uh, goal scored per game is going to go up. But yeah, but it's been I feel like it's been. Do you feel like it's been um, a lot – the big chances created, I feel like, have been in just like a handful of games. I feel like we're not doing it consistently. Yeah, I'll, um, do, I'll say that too. That's a good point. It's like uh, it's a little bit feast or famine. Uh, and, that, and it's weird regard. because I think at times we're just – we're not clinical when we get the opportunities that we have, I think, too is what's unfortunate and i think that comes with confidence honestly um i think because i mean we saw the one chance uh this is probably way late in the game to be honest with you but there was the cross to herrera uh, in the box yeah header that we've seen him put on frame in a, a in a dangerous position an unsavable position in some ways and yeah. it was just a pretty right at him lackluster header yeah it was right, right at the him. keeper a very savable position um, and I think I hate to say it, but the pitch really killed our attack through the center. I mean, there was more often than not, Dom was slipping on the pitch, unfortunately. I mean, even on the goalie scored, he slipped. Yeah, there was a lot um, of slipping, and both that was both teams. Um, that was one of those things that's going to be tough to evaluate, you know, yeah, what was working and what wasn't. Um, I think the best way to put it is, is kind of what you said, like Loudon just was just a little bit more aggressive. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was all it took. I I mean, they were, it seemed like they were first to a lot of those loose balls. Um, and some of that could be just, they're a younger, more athletic team. Um, but then some of it could just be the frustration. Um, but I, I think they, I mean, the third goal really just kind of that. Once they scored the third one, I pretty much gave up any hope that we would come back because um, I mean yeah. it was fairly early too. It was only the fifty-eighth minute, but it was just the way they scored it. Um, it wasn't very well, you know, poor clearance to start it. Not great defense out wide, and um, I felt like Curtis should not have come for that ball. Um, because yeah. I felt like it was very similar to the one in the first half where he couldn't get to it. And we've seen this from him a lot. Um, he, he's very, yeah. very aggressive coming out to claim crosses. And I would say maybe 30 to 40% of the time he doesn't get it cleared to safety. 
Um, most of the time he gets it past where he got it for this goal. Um, normally he doesn't just spill it right in front and right at the, mm-hmm. the attacker's feet. Um, normally he does get a good punch to it, but this time, I mean, he didn't even get a, a good punch to it. Um, and so it, it just landed right at the guy's feet. There's, there's no way he was going to miss that. Um, yeah. I felt, so I felt like that was just kind of not learning from a mistake that he made earlier in the game. Uh, Cause they didn't, you know, it didn't cost us early in the game. Um, and it did cost us this time. And from there, we, you know, we created some chances after that. I, I, I can pull up the exact number. I feel like that's when we got the bulk of our shots was once we went down. Um, trying to pull it up to the right spot. What did I say? 58th minute? Uh, yeah. yeah. So from the, minute was... from the 58th minute on, we outshot them. Uh, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve to two, mm. but twelve. We had sixteen shots total, so we didn't take six. We didn't take twelve of our shots until after the hour mark, which is. I, I mean, we were we were trailing two to one already at halftime. So, or basically at halftime. So for those fifteen minutes where we were trailing between or trailing two to one, we didn't take a single shot. And that's mm. where I have a problem. Like, okay, yeah. so, you know, you get unlucky here in the first half with this, you know, the referee blocks the pass, and then the guy scores a great goal. That There's absolutely nothing anybody could have done about it. Um, but to come out and then you, okay, you screw up and you go down two to one. So instead of fighting back and trying to get that goal back, um, I feel like we just kind of hung our heads a little bit. And then three to one, we turned it back on again and it was too late. Um, But, uh, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Um, You know, it has to get better. It has to improve. I feel like the... I mean, it. I feel like a one-to-one game would have been fair, to be honest, because neither. I mean, neither team played yeah. well. Um, but sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way, and it, it didn't bounce our way a couple of times tonight. Um, but you can't. You sometimes you got to make your own luck too. You got to just mm-hmm. put your head down and and just do something and be a little bit more aggressive. Um, I felt like you said we we struggled in the middle of the field. We, we talked about this last week where. I just don't think Maria and Taku are a good fit together. Um, I don't think Maria is all that great in the middle of the field, to be honest. Um, he, To me, he looks like a left back who's trying to play in the middle. Uh, he's very, very left-footed, and sometimes he takes too many touches to try to get a pass or get the ball onto his left foot for a pass, when if he was a little bit more two-footed, he could just make one touch and, and pass it with his right foot. And I feel like Taku's a little bit the same way, not not necessarily just one-footed, but takes too many touches, um, holds the ball a little bit too long in the middle of the field and, and loses it a lot. Um, and that's not a good combination with, no. you know, with our – because we don't have a great – we don't have really any great passers out of the back. Uh, I think Aaron Mond is a little bit more skilled on the ball in terms of passing – and um and so it was good to have him back there and we you know we'll, we'll see more out of that i'm sure with Indom. um but tico tico i don't think is 
offers much on the ball. Um, no, he, he seems to, uh, I don't know. We, yeah, I don't even know if I want to go down the, <laughs> yeah. the negative route to be honest. We don't have to, I don't I mean, we don't have to give it. a player rating for every player, but I feel like yeah. there was a lot of really strange um, decisions. There's a, there's some questions about it. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, yeah. So let's do, um, let's do questions. Um, cool. We have a bunch of them and some of them are a little wacky, which I'm happy <sighs> We have a little fun, even though the team is um, not playing very well right now. We can still have fun. Um, goodness, I got to go back like to the beginning of the day. Um, <laughs> let's see. Tommy said, not really a question, more of a frustration tweet, um, but basically wondering about you know two subs in the last 15 minutes of the play or two subs with less than 15 minutes to play yeah big head scratcher there's a more i think there's another question about that later um calling the first few games preseason i mean we joked about that but yeah. i feel like he said that he i think he did say that earlier this week um he did yeah he and said that, that in the pre-match preview i guess i understand i understand what he means but i feel like um, I don't know. I feel like saying it out loud is different than just thinking it. I feel like that's one of those where maybe you just keep that to yourself. Um, yeah. Cause it's not, it's just not a good look. I understand that we were in a tough situation, but we're not the only team who brought players in late and we're not mm. the only team who has a small squad and we're not the only team who has, um, financial restrictions and, and stuff like this. But other teams have figured out how to work with it. Um, and I feel like it's, it's becoming a little bit of a crutch. Um, yeah. it's one thing, to, I mean, it's one thing to joke about it. Um, but I mean, we're, what are we? 10 games in nine games in something like that now. I think we're 10 games in it, now. Um, it's a little, I mean, we're, it's may. I feel like you can't yeah. call this preseason anymore. Um, yeah, but whatever um i get the frustration for sure uh chris mm -hmm. asks considering the results this season this is a good question how close are you to changing the format of the pod would you cover the world series of jacks or a five-part mini series on the creation of apple jacks or break down a classic film kangaroo jack minute by minute um honestly i feel like that last one is has a lot of uh potential kangaroo jack I've never seen Breakdown. Kangaroo Jack before, to be honest with well, you. Well, if the season continues to go south, maybe we will have to uh, do a Kangaroo Jack special. We could do a biopic on Jack Black. <laughs> I feel like that's already been done. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. That, that feels like it could be too absurd. Yeah. Um, I like Apple Jacks, so there's that. Apple Jacks um, give me a funny feeling in my mouth, though. I don't, I'm not a big fan of them. Okay, I'll it's, give you. It's yeah, as like far as cereals go. They're, it's they're um, low on the bar. Fruit Loops do the same thing. It's like they they kind of cut the roof of your mouth a little bit. Oh yeah, those are never good. And yeah. there's there's several cereals that do that, but those are just the two that I can think of. You know, think yeah. that I've eaten a lot of and don't really prefer to eat those. There's a lot of really good uh, Jack related humor in here. There I'm is. not going <laughs> to read it all. If you really want to read it all, you can go through our mentions later. Um, <laughs> But honorable mention to Jack Sparrow, for sure. 
Um, all right, next question is from Matt Donaher, who I think we're going to try to have on the podcast at some point. Um, he's a he created the Soccer Pulse app and worked with the independents a little bit last year. Um, he's kind of sports sports science and fitness type guy. Um, yeah, definitely going to try to have him on the podcast. Um, maybe when we have do we even have a week off? To, I don't know. At some point, we'll probably yeah, right. get him. We'll get him on the podcast at some point. Uh, but he asked. Uh, would you rather have Charlotte win tomorrow and continue in the cup, which means more double game weeks or lose and focus exclusively, bleh, focus exclusively on getting results and healthy in the league? Uh, I'll let you go first. I have to go with, I guess, I don't want to say make <laughs> a run in the cup. Like I, I, I can't foresee a scenario where we lose to Florida soccer soldiers soldiers i can't even say it i keep um, having to stop myself from accidentally saying florida florida child soldiers so i'm with you there <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a strange I, name to be sure it's weird like you see it on paper and you just think that it's like one of those like auto created teams from like madden or something yeah um, somebody's like ultimate team yeah FIFA. it's unique or like a, it, it almost sounds like a uh um, I think I actually Facebook searched Florida soldiers and it came up with a bunch of weird things. So, so don't do that. Um, I, I regret not to do that, but I, I would rather go with the, the little bit of a cup run because I, if we lose to Florida soccer soldiers, not that it will happen cause it won't happen. That's not a good scenario that I want to see take place. I, I, I don't, and there, I guess there's could be something said about stringing together some good matches and, and taking that momentum into the regular season as well. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm completely with you. I completely agree. I think I would, I think we had this, not really a debate, but we talked about this topic a little bit last year. Like, would you rather um, make a run in the cup or do better in the league? And I said, I'd rather make a run in the cup um, mm. just because it's a little bit more prominent uh, in terms of like all of American soccer. Um, this is a tournament that every U.S. soccer fan um, or every soccer fan in America – that's not the right way to say it either. Every fan of American soccer uh, pays attention to. You know, you've got your MLS fans paying attention, UPSL, MPSL, USL, you name it. Everybody's locked in on U.S. Open Cup. So um, if you can make a run, it's just going to – you know, like FC Cincinnati did um, – like we've seen other teams do in the past. Uh, I feel like it's just, um, it gives you more exposure. And like you said, maybe a run in the cup can kind of boost morale um, and, and kind of carry over because I mean, focusing on the league so far hasn't worked out very well. So I, mm. I don't want to lose another game to a semi pro team, which happened last season. And, it didn't really give us much of a boost then. Um, we, you know, last season we were struggling uh, a little bit with injuries around the time of the Open Cup too, and we got beat three to one, I think, or three to zero. Um, it wasn't pretty, but I, it was one. It was another one of those games where um, we outshot them by a lot, but they, they, you know, they they put away their chances when they had them. Um, and I, Ocean City. Was that who we lost to last year? 
Yeah, it was Ocean City Nor'easters. Yeah. That's who it was. Um, and they're a USL League 2 team. So I feel like the UPSL is even – it's not technically, I don't think, any further down the pyramid. Um, oh, no, it is. I think both of them are unsanctioned. But well, you, UPSL no, is like – I think I think League 2, USL League 2 is sanctioned, but they're sanctioned as amateur. I guess the okay, same way okay. that – I think it's it's similar to the way MPSL is, but UPSL is. I feel like even it's not. I don't think it's technically lower because I think everything is everything USL League Two and down is considered amateur. So they're all, they're mm-hmm. technically all in the same rung, but I feel like in terms of competition level and like, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know organization. Uh, I feel like UPS, UPSL yeah. is a little bit step below MPSL. Um, yeah, I, I would. Agree so I mean, with it that. would be uh, it would be a bad loss uh, for yeah. sure. So I, I definitely want to win. I would love to put up a, a six spot or something. You know, just something to give get our confidence going. Put on a show for the. You know, it's a free game. Um, hopefully, the weather will be nice and the field has dried out. I don't, how's the weather been down there the last couple of days? since the game um today's been fine i mean it's been overcast um, yeah but it hasn't been uh raining as well so yeah that, it's that it's pouring down rain here right now so i was just curious if it's oh um raining there because that yeah, you know the, the field was already in bad shape on saturday so keep getting rain it, it might be in even worse shape by the time tuesday rolls around which it's probably tuesday when you're listening to this so hopefully the weather's nice. Go out to the game. It's it's free. I think there's going to be concessions there, uh, free parking, free tickets. Um, just go on out. It's a great night to just take your family to the game um, or, or just to go hang out, um, grab a beer, grab a hot dog. You know, I don't know what, what the whole situation will be out there, but um, I know last year it was, it was pretty rainy and there was like yeah. three vendors there, but it was a good time uh, despite yep. the loss. So um, the Open Cup is just always a lot of fun. So I'd love to make a run in that, um, and, and and deal with the deal with the consequences of that rather than dealing with the consequences of flaming out in the first round um, to an inferior squad again. Yeah. So another question about um, the Open Cup game from Eric Long, and he asked what our thoughts were on Florida soccer soldiers, number four ranking. Um, and I gotta be honest, Eric, I don't know. What are they ranked fourth in? Is it UPSL? Maybe? I don't know. Um, so no, I can, I can shed some light on that. Okay. So Cause there's a, uh, let me get the exact titling for it. I should probably know this. Um, but he's a, he's a part of the, uh, protagonist, um, podcast writing, um, group, I guess you could call mm-hmm. it. And they cover and a new like uh, they cover like they all cover lower divisions. Soccer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yeah. So uh, they're they were ranked fourth, and I guess you can call like the uh, the AP poll for lower division clubs. Um, so it's kind of like different writers and podcasters and things like that that uh, contribute to that, and they were ranked fourth in that ranking. So okay, gotcha. Uh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I don't know enough about them to say if they deserve it, uh, because yeah. it's. I know it's really early on, and most of the uh, 
like UPSL and MPSL seasons. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to judge because um, most of the teams have played like one match or some friendlies or otherwise um, just the open cup. Um, so I know they had to, I'm pretty sure they had to qualify. They didn't gain automatic qualification into the open cup. Um, so they did have to earn their way in, I believe to, mm-hmm. to play um, Miami FC who they, who they beat um, last week, which that was an impressive upset. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't expect them to be a pushover by any means, but I, I do think, the independents are the better team and have better players and should absolutely win the game. Um, but I don't think it's going yeah. to, um, I don't, I don't think we should necessarily not take them seriously or anything like that. Um, mm. especially just because it's, it's, it's an important, I mean, we're in really bad run of form, so we can't really afford to, um, overlook anybody, but, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know really much about them. So it's hard for me to answer that question. Sorry. Um, Next question is from you, Ben. Uh, and this is a silly question that you stole uh, from the Arscast. And the question is, it's a two-part question. What is your opinion on Nutella? And would you eat butter and Nutella together? I don't, I don't know. My opinion on Nutella is... It's um, it's slightly overrated. Oh, okay. Because some people will put it on anything, and I don't think you should put it on just anything. Um, like I can't. They were talk. I I listened to this episode, so I okay. Already, but like I can't imagine putting it on like a slice of toast. And I know some people do that, really? or putting it on a bagel. Um, to me, that's just a weird. I don't know. It's too sweet for that. To for me, uh, <sighs> I like sweet things, but I just don't like them mixing with my like. I don't know, my not sweet things, unless it's like so what you, sweet and salty. What do you put Nutella on then? Like pretzels. Um, okay, dip it, dip, dip a pretzel in it, or um, I don't know, some kind of some cheesecake, dessert, stuff like that. It's To me, it's more of like okay, a dessert okay. thing than it is like an everyday spread, which I know some people put it on like crackers and stuff, but I, I don't know. I can't yeah, do that. I, I'm an everyday spread kind of person. Yeah. It goes on bagels and toast. and I just can't, I just can't when, do it. I forget his name, but when uh, the guy on Arscast said that he can't envision putting it on bread, I'm like, what would you put it on then? I, I mean, I think it's a fantastic spread. Person. Yeah, I totally I, agreed with him. I couldn't I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Put, I, like, I've eaten it on toast before, and I just didn't like it. It's too too huh. heavy, too rich or something. I don't know. Um, well, but in, I mean, terms of, rich, in terms but, of mixing yeah. it with butter, I could see that working, actually. Um, obviously, not like – I feel like you'd have to bake it or something because i don't okay i don't think you could just straight up um just throw like butter on top of the nutella or something and it'd be good but i could see like a a nice donut or something with like nutella and butter (laughs) glaze i don't know something like that i I think i think what they were referring to is like butter and jam like you you put butter on a slice of bread yeah see that that is no that's too far that's too far i don't know why you would even i don't know why you'd have to in enhance the flavor of nutella with anything yeah i feel like putting anything with nutella is insane as as far as another spread goes but i i was extremely perplexed by that yeah i I don't but i love nutella too so i just the idea of butter and nutella even just those tastes in general i don't think would work well but yeah i've had i've had a good um 
a peanut butter Nutella cheesecake that was pretty good. Okay, okay. I forget where I had it, but it was some. It was pretty good. Um. All right. Next question is from Matt Bow Round and Round, and he says uh, specifically that the recording starts at seven thirty Eastern. Makes me wonder: Do you have listeners in other time zones? And if so, you can see where the listeners are from, which listener is the farthest away from the Charlotte area? Um, Matt, we have so many. Anchor has like more stats than you can even use. Um, so I can tell you like to like the county or something of where people listen. Uh, oh wow, it tells you that much? Yeah, so you can break it down. Ninety one percent of our listeners are in the United States, four percent are in France, one percent are in the UK, and then there's less than one percent in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen other countries. Um, which some of those I feel like might be accidental clicks. I don't know. People <laughs> on vacation, who knows? Um but the they furthest away, Apple Jacks podcast. The furthest away is probably well. This isn't even a country, but it's showing up as a country. Uh, but Hong Kong, the city of Victoria. Somebody, we have one listener what? who listened to the city of Victoria in Hong Kong. Um, oh, which I thought Hong Kong was in ch- a city in China. Um, so I don't know how you could be in a city inside of a city. So maybe it's the neighborhood of Victoria. Hmm, maybe i don't know i don't know but that's probably that's although you know what i take that back oh um we have someone who listened at least one time from australia oh there you go in the city of kogora australia kogora shout out to whoever you are if you're even we don't have any australian players so that yeah, that's one. weird. I can almost understand the French connection. Yeah, we've had ways. some we've had some French players in the past. Our Tico's French. Yeah, Tico's um, French too. Which okay, I feel like I feel like they're um, they need to come up with some better background stories on the French players because we've had two French players now, and both both of them the story that they beat to death um, during the announce the match announcement um, is that they were both roommates with Kareem Benzema. <laughs> at on France international youth international teams, both Jan Ekra and Steven Tico apparently were roommates with Steve, with uh, Karim Benzema at one time, um, in, with the French youth team, and that fact gets said every single game, so and what it's does that so tell annoying. You about Benzema, that guy moves a lot. He must not be a good roommate. Well, I, it's probably just on like specific tournaments, because okay, you know, like the like youth youth teams play, they don't really play. They play like all tournaments for the most part, um, so I can see yeah. how like it would be different like age groups or something. He would be, you know, they they have like yeah. a U seventeen World Cup every two years or something, and then a U twenty, and they move uh, up and you, you know all kind of stuff. And then they have the <clears> Olympics <throat> and stuff like that. So I can see where that would make sense. Um, but like I don't know, can we come up with a new fact about our yeah. French players? Um, just like the Enzo stat that they uh, they don't really talk about it anymore, but two years ago when he was on the team. They used to beat the that he was ESPN's number one high school recruit of his high school class um, in college, oh, wow. coming out of high school. He was like number one. one in the country for soccer, um, rated by ESPN. And they just beat that fact into the ground every game. Um, just, I'm not saying you're doing a bad job. I'm just saying, variety is the spice of life. That's it. That's all I'm saying. 
But no, um, to kind of, it's not really a question, but I did spe- specify 7.30 Eastern because we do have uh, listeners who will send in questions from other time zones. Um, yeah. There's a guy in San Antonio that asks questions from time to time. So shout yeah. out to, uh, I believe his name's Harry. It is, yeah. Shout out to Harry. Is his, is his real name Harry or is that just his Twitter name? Uh, that's his name, yeah. Okay, because I think his Twitter handle is different than... I don't know. Shout out to you, Harry. If your name's not Harry, let us know. (laughs) Um, And then Matt asked another question specifically of me. Um, He said, this one's more for Alex. If you could convince free agent Kemba Walker to suit up for the independents, which position would he play? And personally, I say he would be a great keeper. Uh, That was was Matt saying he would be a good keeper. I feel like... Oh, him. Okay. I was like, okay. I feel like... um, He's a little undersized to be a keeper. For those of you who don't know, Kemba Walker is a basketball player um, who played for the Charlotte Hornets for the last eight years and is now a free agent. Um, he could still pl- play with the Hornets. He just He's a free agent, so he could play for anybody next season. Um, but he's like he's listed at six foot one. But I have I have stood next to him before, and uh, he's not six foot one because I'm six foot one, and he's <laughs> he's five eleven maybe. Um, so that's a little undersized to be a keeper, but I think, I think his skills would most translate onto the wing. Um, yeah. I think, I, I feel like he could be a pretty good winger cause he's, he's very quick. Um, and like, not just like quick, quick, but he's like, Oh my God, quick, um, on the basketball court. So I feel like that would translate pretty well onto the soccer field. Um, and he's got pretty good vision, he, you know, as a point guard, he, he's, he's got really good vision for passes and, um, he's got, you know, the heart of a champion. So I feel like he would, he would skin some guys on the wing for sure. Um, that would be you an thinking interesting... more winger or like yeah, uh, sure. wing back. No, no, no. I'm thinking like we don't, we've never really had a player like that. I'm thinking like, who's like, just like a classic tear him up. Like Raheem Sterling. Sterling's more like a a wide forward where he scores a lot of goals. I'm thinking more like okay, that's fair. he's going to get down the line and play in crosses and cutbacks and just make people look silly with dribbling. Um, kind of like Christian Pulisic does a little bit, but Pulisic scores a lot too. Okay. So um, yeah, he's going to fake inside and then just blast past you on the outside and then put in a nice cutback. Um, Cause you can't really do a step. He, his, his, his signature move in basketball is a step, step back jumper. There's not really an equivalent to a step back jumper in soccer. Um, maybe just like a really good step over. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, some of the yeah, things just no, don't translate. <laughs> there's no fadeaway shots. In yeah, if you're fadeaway yeah. on a shot, then you're, you're going to look foolish. I guess you could technically fade away on a header, but it's going to be like after you had the ball. Um, but yeah, yeah you're right. True. There's no real equivalent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kimba Walker would be a good winger. And Richard asked, uh, hashtag free English invader, by the way, what do you think <laughs> is the main contributing factor to the lack of credible results? Uh, the Gaelic football coach doesn't know what he's doing. Players haven't bought into the Gaelic football coach's plan. Um, it has taken far too long for the team to be assembled and, or absurd bad luck or something else. What do you think of those options? Or do you think it's something else? Um... I honestly think I hate saying luck has a fa- is a factor in much of anything sports related, 
But really, there are unlucky and lucky teams in soccer. Case in point, we play, when we played Loudon, there was a deflected goal that went, basically went off Tico, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. into the net. Yep. How many times has that happened? That hasn't even happened to us all year, and we haven't had great luck. Um, and just little things like that, I feel like, have contributed to us negatively. The first goal against Loudon, too. A random deflection off the, the referee. I yeah. think very easily he could have called that dead. I, I'm not surprised he didn't, but he, in some <laughs> respect he could have. Um, yeah, I mean you're supposed to treat him as a as a, as part of the field. Um, yeah. To be honest, I feel like he should have. He was just not in a good position. Um, because he should have not been in the way. Um, yeah. But whatever. It's that it's regardless. It doesn't matter. Um, what's, mm-hmm. it's not only the fact that he got in the way and broke up the counterattack. It's just that two seconds later, their player picked up the ball and had infinite space because mm-hmm. all of our players were breaking out on the counter, um, to line up a shot and probably 99 times out of a hundred, he doesn't score from that distance, Yeah, but he did that time. Um, uh, that's to me, that's yeah. like double bad luck. Like it's bad luck to, Mm-hmm. have the deflection in the first place off of the referee. Uh, but then for him to then pick up the ball and score a worldie off of it, it's just slap in the face with bad luck again. Um, yeah. But overall, I feel like it's a combination of things. I feel like you, we've just been so poor that you can't pin it to very to much one thing. Like I, I, I can't say that it's the fact that they haven't bought into the system because the system has changed a lot um mm-hmm. it it's not this helter skelter high press anymore like it was early um we've definitely gotten a little a lot more conservative in terms of the press um we you know we changed to three at the back where we've had so many injuries and guys coming in and out that we have had different looks in terms of what we're trying to focus on going forward um for those couple of games that we had Nicky Jackson, there was a lot going through the middle. There was a lot of long balls being played um, into his feet or at his head. And then now there's a lot of balls being played out wide. Uh, kind of, we, we were trying to pl- play out wide and cut it back. Um, and that, that we've had mixed results on that. Um, but I think it's a combination of, of him not knowing what he's doing to a degree. I mean, it's I don't I don't say that to say that he's like terrible, but he's learning. He's this is his first time being a coach in this professional environment. It's a completely it, different league. It's too, not it's not league. like he's you know he's coming from I think the highest level he's been a head coach at was like U twenty. This is a very different level. I mean, U twenty players for the most part have not have never played a professional minute, um, whereas he's dealing with guys who have been professionals for years now, for the most part, um, other than a handful of the Academy players who come and go. Um, these guys are full professionals. They're, they have egos, they have, um, you know, past experience that some of them are coaches themselves, um, at youth levels. It's just a different environment. I don't know. He, he was lauded as being a man manager. Um, so, I'm waiting to see I mean that that's the kind of stuff that it's hard to see results from 
Um, you can maybe put down some of those comebacks to being have having good management man management skills. But like, mm. I mean, I, I there's several things that you can second guess in terms of like tactics um, over the past few weeks. Um, and we'll get in. I think there's more questions about specific players and substitution patterns and stuff like that. Uh, but I think I mean I, I definitely think his lack of experience is a part of it. Um, that's not to say that he won't learn from his mistakes and improve, but I'd like to see some progress in some of those areas for sure. Um, mm. But to me, like it's hard for the players to buy in to a system when it's it's constantly changing and evolving. Um, so I, and I and then you know we talked about it. there's been some bad luck. There's been part of the bad luck has been injuries. Um, everybody gets injuries, but to have two central midfielders um, who were playing pretty well and playing well together uh, go out at the same time for an extended period of time to have, you know, you get Nicky Jackson in on loan and he plays really well for what, two, two, two games in a row and then gets hurt in the third game and has been out for several weeks now since, I mean, that's bad luck. Um, And then, taking too too long for the team to be assembled i think maybe that's a little bit part of it but also like like i said earlier in the episode other teams have dealt with late arrivals as well and have dealt with it better so yeah i mean yes all of these are factors some of them are excuses some of them are reasons uh, but it's hard to really pin it on any one thing right now to me yeah all right more question from richard um Two more questions from Richard, actually. There was an overwhelming sense of defeat when they went down 3-1 to one on Saturday, not just with the result, but for the whole season so far, at least. What needs to happen to bring the hope back? Oh, some wins? I mean, I feel like it's that simple. It's kind of maybe some goals. Um, it's the last home game till, like, July <laughs> tomorrow, um, or today, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Um, we don't play a home game in the league until July, I think. So we have mm. like I think six straight on the road. So maybe the team will bond on those long road trips. Um, you'll see more chemistry because I mean that can have a big effect on it too. You know, it's a lot of these guys are new and getting to know each other still. Um, you can see some of that play out. Maybe they just something clicks because sometimes that happens. Sometimes teams just suck at the beginning of the year and then something clicks and they go on a run. We've seen teams in the USL do that. Um, That is not an uncommon thing in this league. So I feel like it just, you just got to get a couple results. You got to get a couple good performances and then maybe we can be hopeful again um, for sure. What, I mean, do you think there's anything specific other than just kind of go on a run? just confidence yeah honestly i think we need to get some goals under our belt get some a a bit of of a lead as well because unfortunately the times that we've led in games i mean i want to say Uh, it's been very short-lived so we haven't been able to i guess rest in the confidence of us playing on the front foot either um, I mean, I forget how long we were in the lead for um, this last game. It was yeah, 13 minutes, and I want to say that was the longest we've had a lead for. Um, it was longer than that, 13 that, minutes, wasn't it? It was 
13. We oh, yeah. I, I thought we scored earlier than the 30th. I thought we thought it was closer yeah. to the beginning of the game. Yeah, so 13 minutes. And then before that, maybe the Bethlehem game was probably the I mean, that's the one we won, obviously. We led yeah. that one for the whole game pretty much. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that's something to be said for sure. seems like every time we do mm-hmm. take a 1-0 lead, we drop it pretty quickly. Um, so it would be nice to go up one nil and then score the next goal. Um, I feel like that, I feel like we need to set our goals, um, like baby steps, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. don't set the bar at win a game, set the bar at when you score a goal, score the next goal. Uh, when you score a goal, don't concede within 15 minutes. (laughs) Stuff like, I I mean, I know it sounds really silly. Um, it almost sounds like elementary, but those are little things that would indicate progress. Um, and we can yeah. joke about that progress being small and whatever, but it's, it is progress. You know, if we go, if we can keep, keep a clean sheet, like stuff like that, we need to, you know, set the, set the bar low and then exceed expectations. That's the key to life. Lower expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking the Arsenal way. I think it's, like no, it's just, this is my life philosophy. Right now. <laughs> um, oh. All right. Speaking of lowered expectations, if Charlotte, if Charlotte does not defeat the so- the Florida Soccer Soldiers, I can't even say it. Florida Soccer Soldiers. Um, what's the first thing you shout, break, destroy, set fire to, and answering doesn't matter because we'll win isn't allowed. Oh, I don't know. I may, uh, I may pull a Gary and take my shirt off and light it on fire. The second part isn't a Gary, but... I was about to say, I don't remember Gary <laughs> setting his shirt on fire. I wasn't at that game. No, I I mean, there's been some cold games we've had at the Sportsplex, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't... Yeah, I would set my kid on fire and, and just... Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, I think if we lose, I don't know that I'll... I feel like my anger won't be an outburst like that. It'll be more depressed it's more like oh i just don't care anymore like yeah more internal than external i guess yeah because like i don't know i feel like my anger peaked a couple weeks ago in terms of like bursts like that like anger like that um throwing things Mm. i'm just not gonna do that anymore (laughs) because it's like once again once you lower expectations to some point it's like it's like that uh, that meme. It's like, you know, our expectations were low, but I don't know. Probably yeah. shouldn't finish that sentence. <laughs> Got to keep our friendly, family friendly uh, rating. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we don't need that e uh, e rating on. There. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some specific things. Uh, Charles has some good questions. First of which. What was with the subs or lack thereof? I felt like down 3-1 at home against a team towards the bottom of the table, along with us. We should have gone after it a bit more with Jones and Kivituka, which Kivituka made his debut um, for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the subs, to me, um, there was the, the lack of subs in both volume and um, like – timeliness was a big issue with me on saturday um once Mm. we went down three to one i felt like we should have changed shape to get another attacker on the field um because at that point 
what do we have to lose? Uh, not much. Yeah. So why not throw Alex or Jake or Kuvatuka on there or Mansali on there? Um, because it's not like we didn't have attacking subs on the bench. We had Miller and Roberts and then all attackers after that. Um, yeah. You know, we had four attackers available on the bench and not, we only used two of them and not until the 79th minute, uh, which is just far too late for them to make an impact. I mean, you, you can't put, you can't expect a player to come on in the 79th minute who's not a a big hulking like target man on and make a difference in my opinion. It's just, there's just you, they need more time. I felt like when we yeah. went down I, I feel like give him 5 you know, give him they should have been, you know, warming up at halftime probably. Um but once we went down 3 to 1, give him till the 65th minute and then put in you know, take your pick. Airman, Alex, Kivatuka, Mensali. Um yeah. I feel like Jake having been an, an unused substitute in the last two games is really bizarre because I feel like he was finally he was finding his form really well before yeah. this. So unless there's an injury and he's just not good enough to go, it's really bizarre that he hasn't been used the last two mm-hmm. weeks. because um, we could have used him. Uh he's an he's a player that he yeah, he might um he might lose the ball every once in a while, but it's usually because he's trying something. Um, he's he's gonna go after it, you know. Um, and yep. he's got technical. I think he's he's got technical. A spark too. Yeah, he's got technical ability. He's got um, he's got a little bit of pace. He's got trickery. Like he's got all the things that you can use when you're trailing by two goals to make a difference. Um, I feel like Alex could have been could have come on sooner. Kivatuka, if we're going to use him, don't throw him out there for five minutes. That's, that, I mean, yeah. that's just, that's almost like, I mean, what's he supposed to do in five minutes? Yeah. Um, it, that's his debut too. Like, I feel like you, you give a guy five minutes when you're winning three to one, not when you're losing three to one. Um, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like a five minute sub for a, a striker on top of that is a, we've got a lead, throw him out there and see what he can do. Yeah. Or j- you just like give yeah. him a, you know, give him a, a just a taste of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I get it. Like Kivituka is probably going to start on Tuesday um, with some yeah. squad rotation. Jake's probably going to start on Tuesday. Like I understand mm-hmm. that aspect of it, but you can't be resting guys this early in the season when you're down three to one. Like, like no. to me, you just got to go for it. Give him, give him twenty minutes, give him thirty minutes to make it to make an impact. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really frustrating to me. Um, but other than that, I mean, there, there's really nothing more to say about that. Um, Zion Jones was not even on the bench. Uh, I believe he picked up an injury. Um, I assume Ooh, he picked up an yeah. injury because we did not, we once again did not have a full allotment of subs. Mm, true. Which I do not think we have fielded 18 players in a game yet this season. I could be wrong I about would, that. I'm not going to go back I, and count, uh, but I'm almost I'm, positive that we have not fielded 18 players. I'd be um, willing to agree with that. And if we have, it was like two of them were academy players who um like we're just called up for the game yeah so i'm gonna throw that caveat in there um next question from charles last two questions jorge seems to be playing more minutes than i expected him to early in the season do you think it's because of injuries a lack of depth and are y'all worried that these early season starts could tire him out down the stretch um how what what was it when then we talked about which game was it where the announcers said 
this was the end of the Jorge Herrera era. That was. I feel like that was a month ago. Red Bull game. It was a while ago. I feel like it was a month ago, and I feel like he has started every game since or something like that. It's it's interesting that that did happen. I think. I think it was Devin Kerr. It was. I they've was done. Kerr, I think they've yeah. done every single one of our games this year, which I okay. I like them. I think they're pretty good. Um, they, they're a, they're a little goofy and they say some weird stuff sometimes, but for the most part, they they both give um, good analysis, and I think they're they're pretty fair. Yeah, I think they're 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 well knowledgeable about the league and whatnot. So I think his take on it was was valid because the way we were wanting to play didn't necessarily. Uh, lend itself to Herrera's skills. I think, honestly, I think the majority of the reason why he is getting the start right now is with his chemistry with Enzo. And on top of it, I think if Nicky Jackson's healthy, he's starting over Herrera. And I, I don't think that's as much an indictment on Herrera and his skills right now as much as it's Nicky Jackson's going to be a, a better starter there. And I think... But I almost do wonder if Nicky Jackson would even start over Herrera... Uh, in the tandem with Oduro, or if it would be Nicky Jackson Herrera. I think it's partly due to the injuries and maybe just partly because we're giving him a run uh, and we're going to try to figure out what we, what we have with him. Um, because as much as we have depth up there, I think we have to figure out the right combination there um, to figure out what's our best option, quite frankly. Yeah, I... I, I'm not worried about it uh, because it's been, it's early in the season. And like you said, I think a lot of it's due to injury. Um, yeah. I think if, if we had Nikki Jackson healthy, I think you'd see more rotation at the top. Um, I think, you know, one of the things I don't think we're going to see is I don't think we're going to ever see all those players on the field at the same time. I don't think we're going to get an Enzo mm-hmm. Oduro, Nikki Jackson, Jorge Herrera, up like th- th- there's just too many players who are trying to occupy the same space um yeah and that's a good problem to have uh because mm-hmm. you can keep that you can keep guys fresh if they're healthy um so i'm not i'm not worried about it either way i think nicky jackson is going to come back strong um and i think we're going to see jorge come in and out of the lineup a little bit more um kind of like he did early in the season where he was he would start but then come off after you know 60 70 minutes or he would come in at halftime or 30 minutes or something, which I think suits him. I think we've already had this conversation kind of, I feel like he's not going to be a 90 minute week in week out guy anymore. Mm -hmm. And if he is, it's because guys are hurt. And if that is the case, then I will start to get worried. Um, But if it's just a short stretch where he's starting and going 90 minutes um, for a month or so, I'm not super worried about that, especially early in the season when it's not too hot yet. Um, guys are still trying to figure it. You know, we're still trying to figure out who fits the best together. Um, I, I think eventually you'll see him become more of a, uh, a little bit more of a rotation type of guy. Um, and then last question is: Our next four league matches are away. How many points should we realistically hope for? Going to Nashville, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh are tough, but maybe a result against Sporting. Uh, no, Swope Park Rangers. That's what they're called. Not called Sporting <laughs> B. Swope Park Rangers is realistic. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, Nashville, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh are tough. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime Canada has not been kind to us in the past, for sure. Um, we did. We did. We, we eked. Canada we eked out. A, we eked out a result against Ottawa. Was that last year or two years ago? That was last year. That was eked no, out a we, result. We swept Canada last year. Well, one of those was an extra home game. I'm oh, just talking yeah, about yeah, when we go yeah. to Canada. It hasn't always been super great. I mean, when we went I to Canada, uh, we played two games in a row in Canada two years ago, and when we were on fire, and we drew to yeah. TFC. Um, and then lost to Ottawa to end our unbeaten run of like 15 games. So like, and and that was when Ottawa was not good and TFC were not good. Um, yep. Those were two poor results. I'm just saying overall, when we go to Canada, it hasn't been great. And even last year when we played Ottawa, we didn't play all that great, but we did get we did squeak out a win thanks to Jan Ekra's deflected goal. Ooh. Um, but Nashville is. I feel like they're getting results, but they're they don't look great. But yeah, I, I feel like they're they are a step above us in quality, um, and they typically do play better at home. Realistically, how many points should we realistically hope for in the next four games? Uh, two. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be super negative, but I don't think you can. I feel like all four of those games, you have to just go into them and, and say, if we get a point out of this, that's a decent result. Sporting yeah, or Swope too. Park might be an exception. Swope Park is, we are a more talented team than Swope Park and they're not going to have any kind of significant home field advantage um, playing in no. in that giant stadium, or not giant stadium, it's like 18,000, but it, it'll feel yeah. giant because nobody will be there. Um, mm-hmm. But they, their, their first team fielded like 11 players last night in their game. Mm. So like they're going through a cr- the craziest injury crisis you can imagine. So they're, we don't have to worry about them pulling a MLS super team down uh, to face us mm. because those guys aren't available. <laughs> so like yeah. that's part of it, but also they're just not very good this year. Um, they're not as good as they have been in the, in past and they're facing um, they're, they're getting that Eastern conference treatment where they've always been in the West. So there's a little bit of a difference there in terms of quality and style of play. So I, I think they're really the only team that uh, realistically we should expect to to win is is Swope Park. The rest of them, I think you go into that and you just say, if we can get a draw to this, that's a good result. And you, you just hope that we can put together some performances. Um, what do you think? I, I mean, it's, I feel yeah. bad saying two points out of four games is – what we should set the bar at, but that's where we're at right now. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, those matchups are not going to be easy, even if we were playing at home. And I think, well, that's true. I mean, we haven't played, we haven't yeah. played well at home. We haven't, we've, but I think, have we played better on the road technically. I mean, we have more points, I think, on the road than we do at home. Yeah. Well, no, we have the win, we have the one win at home, so never mind. I take it. Yeah, back. I, I think it's, I'll be curious to see what we're going to be in those games because those are going to provide us with, I mean, they're all above us in the table. I mean, basically everybody's above us in the table, but those are going to be some upper echelon clubs we're going to play against. So it'll, it'll be a moment where we're going to really figure out where we are and, and really expectations for the rest of the year, quite frankly, um, because those are not going to be easy matchups and we're going to figure out a lot about our, 
the mentality of the club, quite frankly, going on the road against tough clubs like that. Yeah, two afternoon games too. Saturday, the hmm. Ottawa game is at 2 p.m. and the Swope Park game is at 5 p.m. So a little early start. Hmm shake up the routine a little bit maybe that can help the ottawa one might be a little weird though because two o'clock's pretty early especially yeah. i mean hopefully they travel on thursday and they're not you know getting in on friday and then having a quick turnaround because that can really mess you up um but no the uh we do not i lied earlier we are we do have we have two home games in june but five oh. away games so yeah, it's still it's still, it's still heavily weighted away to home but we do have two tossed in at the end of the month um, against mm. Birmingham and Memphis. Ah, okay. But then it, it's it's kind of um, the same story for July, mostly away in July. Well, actually, mm. I take it back. It's three to two. So it's not like it's technically mostly, but only by one game. So it, it's definitely going to be a test. I mean, I don't know. Bob Lilly's teams are always hard to play against, especially for us. Although with a different yeah. different manager, maybe he doesn't have uh, this. You know, maybe he doesn't have McGinnis's number the way he had um, Coach Jeffries. Um, True. So, <laughs> who knows? I, I I just to me like I just feel like can't really put too many high expectations on them because they haven't proven that they are worthy of the high expectations. And that might sound harsh, but that's just that's the way it, it is. I mean, we're at the near yeah. the bottom of the table, um, and we, I mean, it's gonna be we're gonna have to claw our way out. So that does it for the questions. Um, we've already talked about the Open Cup game. I don't I don't really have a preview for you, um, and the the turnaround was so quick that we can't we couldn't really get anybody. Um, there's probably somebody who knows a good bit about the way they play and who they are and maybe somebody who could tell us um, mm. where in the world that name came from. But <laughs> unfortunately we didn't, we weren't able to get him on the podcast. So all we can say is that there's a game tomorrow against Florida soccer soldiers. Um, and you should go to it because it's free. Free soccer is good soccer. It is. So, and it's US, us open cup game too. So that, that'll be fun. I it'll love the a- open cup too. The open yeah. cup is a perfect opportunity to, wipe the slate clean um just forget about the season that we're having because it's a tournament it's it's one one and you're done um loosen up just go out and play like i feel like maybe with some new guys out there uh hopefully there hopefully we'll see some extended action for some of the guys who haven't gotten on the field much um Mm -hmm. or maybe we'll see some guys come back from injury so you know I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to just go have fun. Maybe, yep. maybe get the the distraction of losing, get you, get that stench off. Uh, yep. Get the bad luck away. All those cliches, you know. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see some goals. I, I feel like this is a game where we should just go all out, balls to the wall, attacking, um, and try to try to put some goals on the board because. We need that confidence, like you've been saying. Um, we need to see the ball go in the back of the net. I think, especially guy like Enzo, if yep. Al- Alex can get on the field and score a goal, even better because uh, you know he needs to see one go in the net. A lot of guys, I feel like, could could deal with scoring a goal and seeing the ball go in um, and get getting some confidence. 
Absolutely. All righty. Thank you guys for submitting so many questions. We had so many questions this week. Uh, really appreciate it. I know it's been a frustrating season. We'll try to keep it loose, keep it fun. Um, we'll try not to get too down regardless of the results uh, because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. We're all, we all want the same thing. We all want the independents to play well. Um, but if they're not going to play well, we want to have a good time at the same time and um, still support them. So if you don't have anything else to add, Ben, we'll get out of here and um, see you guys tomorrow night at the Open Cup. And come on, you jacks. 